0: I'm Katie Sewell, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Tiffany Parks. Hello, and welcome to The Bittersweet Life. I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. It's time for another tips episode this week, and specifically, I'm going to be talking a little bit about visiting the Vatican Museums. It's high season here in Rome. A lot of people are in the city. A lot of people are planning trips to the Vatican, and maybe some of you listening are on your way to Rome in the near future, or maybe you're already here, and you're planning a trip to the Vatican, and I am here to give you some expert advice, and I can say that because I actually have been in the Vatican museums probably over a thousand times. I haven't actually counted, but... As many of you know, I am a tour guide. I do not give tours of the Vatican Museums anymore, but I did for several years, every single day for several years. So when it comes to the Vatican Museums, I know what I'm talking about. Plus, my husband is a guard there, so even though I haven't been in a few years, I still am kept up to date with what is going on there. And I will tell you, I'm just going to put it out there, the Vatican Museums, especially in high season, are extremely crowded. As I've mentioned in a previous episode, it's kind of hard to overstate how crowded the Vatican museums are. I would say, unless you've been there recently, whatever you're imagining, it's probably 10 or a hundred times worse. It's so crowded that for parts of the museums, you cannot even move. And I just want to tell people that because My kind of first tip for visiting the Vatican Museums is, if it's not a huge deal to you, don't go. I know that sounds crazy as someone who is mad about art and loves history, but honestly, if you're just going because you're like, I need to go there because that's something that you do when you're in Rome, I would say don't go. There's a lot of amazing things to see in Rome, a lot of wonderful places. If it's not truly something that you have a real reason to see, then I would say skip it. That said, of course, a lot of people are going to go and it is wonderful and it is probably the greatest collection of art in the world. One of the top three, I would say. So if you are going to go, this episode is not to tell you not to go, but just did want to point out the truth of it, the sad reality of visiting the Vatican. But Here are some tips for those of you who are undaunted and definitely want to make sure to go to the Vatican. My first tip is to plan ahead. I am still amazed at how many people I hear from, you know, friends who are in town who just say, oh yeah, we're going to stop by the Vatican tomorrow without having booked any tickets. It's not the kind of place that you want to go to without booking in advance. The lines are famously hours long, especially if you go in the morning. But even if you go in the afternoon, even if you go right at closing time, I happen to be driving by at 3.30, which is kind of the, I mean, you can get in until four, but if you wanna actually spend any time there, you really have to be in by 3.30 at the latest. And there was still a long line outside. So you really need tickets and almost no matter what time of year, you need to get tickets. It only costs four euros more per person to book your tickets in advance and you save an enormous amount of time make sure you go to the Vatican Museum's official website. I'll put a link to that in the show notes because there are a lot of companies that will be able to get you tickets, but there's a big markup. And uh, you only want to go with an outside company if the official Vatican website does not have any tickets left. So make sure you go there. You can book your tickets. Plan on doing this at the minimum of one month in advance, just so you make sure you get the time and the day that you want to go. And speaking of times and days, that comes to my next tip, which is the time and the day that you pick to go really does make a difference. If you're there midweek, you want to go midweek, go on a Tuesday or a Thursday, ideally. Wednesdays are a little bit of a wild card. On Wednesdays, the Pope gives a public mass in St. Peter's Square. Now, if it's certain times of year, he might be out of town. So you want to check the schedule. But if the Pope is giving Mass on Wednesday morning, I almost want to say that's a good time to go because a lot of people are actually going to be in St. Peter's Square watching the Mass instead of going to the museums. So Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, Tuesday and Wednesday probably being the best days And Wednesdays, definitely in the morning only. You do not want to go in the afternoon on a Wednesday because people will have left the mass and will be going there directly after. But otherwise, I would not recommend the morning. If you're just doing a regular non-guided tour, you do not want to go in the morning because that is when almost all of the tour groups go in. You'd think, oh, I get, I'm going to get up early. I'm going to be there when it opens, but it only opens to the general public at nine o'clock, whereas it opens to groups at eight o'clock. So by the time you get in there, it's already going to be crowded. I would go at the end of the day, still reserve your tickets, as I mentioned, but go in around three o'clock. Or if you don't want to spend more than two hours there, in at 3 30 but no later than 3 30. otherwise you won't have enough time inside another important practical note on the vatican is when you get inside this is going to sound silly but when you get inside you're going to pick up your tickets at the ticket counter, trade in your voucher, go through the metal detectors and all of that, go up a big escalator. When you get to the top of the escalator, go to the right and you will find bathrooms. You really wanna make a stop for that at the beginning of the tour because bathrooms are actually very difficult to find inside the Vatican Museums simply because it's a very old place. It wasn't built to be a public museum. So some of the bathrooms are very sort of out of the way or they're very small. The ones at the entrance, it's a modern entrance so it's much larger, much more convenient. It's going to be more comfortable for you. So just you can take care of that right when you arrive at the top of the main entrance escalator. So speaking of the Vatican not being designed as a museum, it's very different from museums like the Metropolitan or the Louvre uh, or the National Gallery in Washington, D.C. Those are places were really designed to be museums. The Louvre, technically the building, wasn't built to be a museum, but when the museum was designed, it was laid out on purpose for people to be able to get around easily. That is not the case for the Vatican museums. The art collection belonged to the Pope. No one was allowed in except the Pope and the Cardinals and anyone who was important enough to be in their company. So you're Walking through a space that has very, very narrow doorways, if you picture the Louvre, I mean, I haven't been there in years, but I just kind of picture this ginormous rectangle. And you can just go from one gallery to the next, and you can go around, and you can come back around if you want to. It's not like that at the Vatican Museums. You really can only go in one direction. You probably won't be stopped if you try to turn back, but just practically, it's so crowded that to move against the crowds... It would be like going against the crowds in the subway station in the middle of rush hour traffic. You do not want to be doing that. So because the Vatican museums are, in all intents and purposes, one way only, I would suggest plan out your visit before you go. Do some research. Some of the guidebooks, like particularly the eyewitness guidebook and the blue guide, they have sort of schemes or maps of the Vatican Museums and give you at least a little bit of an idea of how they're laid out, and you can kind of pick what you want to see. Know that you won't be able to see everything. The Vatican Museums are absolutely huge. It's the largest art collection in the world under one roof. Someone once said, and I have no way of verifying if this is true, but someone once said if you spent 45 seconds looking at every single work of art inside the Vatican collection, you would be there for over seven years, night and day. So you clearly aren't gonna be able to see everything. You should not try. Most people after about two or three hours can't take any more culture. So listen to your limits, pay attention to your limits, and know that you won't be able to see everything. Don't stop and look at every single thing that catches your eye. You're going to end up wasting time and you're going to get exhausted. By the time you get to the Sistine Chapel, which is at the very end of the museums, you will be so exhausted if you, if you try to like spend so much time looking at everything that you probably won't be able to appreciate the Sistine Chapel, you just won't have the energy to. So I always say, you know, do your research. What are you interested in? Are you interested in early Renaissance art? Go to the Pinacoteca. Do you love Raphael and high Renaissance art? Make sure you don't miss the Raphael rooms. Are you more interested in ancient works? Spend a little bit more time in the octagonal courtyard or the um, the gallery of the candelabra. Familiarize yourself with some of the main works of art inside, the sort of top 10 things that you wanna make sure not to miss. Obviously everyone has their own personal top 10. This is why I say do your research, but seek those things out and then you'll see the Sistine Chapel at the end. It's impossible to miss the Sistine Chapel. Now that said, My husband, who has worked there for several years, has had people come up to him on numerous occasions inside the Sistine Chapel or right after exiting, asking where the Sistine Chapel is. So there are people out there who don't recognize it when they see it. Hopefully none of our listeners you're probably not gonna miss it, especially if you have familiarized yourself with the museums, done your research, as I've said. So know that as long as you're sort of going with the flow of the museums, you will eventually get to the Sistine Chapel. Now, as far as your time in the museums, I always encourage people to take breaks. As I said, listen to yourself. There are a few cafes along the way. Take advantage of that. Obviously, like I said, you don't wanna spend too much time because especially if you go in in the afternoon, it does close eventually, closes earlier than you might think. About 5.30, they start kicking people out. So if you haven't made it to the Sistine Chapel by 5.30, you're in trouble but do take a break if you need to. There are several courtyards in the Vatican that are beautiful. You're going to feel sort of overwhelmed when you're inside. So take advantage of a little bit of fresh air. There are some benches dotted around, sit down, take a break if you need it. Also right before going into the Sistine Chapel, it depends on which way you're coming. It depends if you go to the Raphael rooms or you skip them, but the Sistine Chapel is basically the entrance is located on a staircase kind of strangely. So you're either going to be coming from above and going down the stairs and turning into the Sistine Chapel, or you're going to be coming from below and going up the stairs and then turning into the Sistine Chapel. So depending on which way you're going, at the very bottom of the stairs, there is a cafe. If you're coming from the bottom, just don't go up the stairs to the Sistine Chapel, just go straight and into a cafe, if you need the break, obviously. There are also bathrooms down there. If you're coming from above and you're like, I can't handle the Sistine Chapel yet, I need a break, go all the way down to the bottom of the stairs and go into the cafe. It's a two-level cafe. At the lower level, there are tables to sit at. And then you can just come right back up the stairs and go into the chapel. This is my most important tip. This is the most important thing. So pay attention now. After you have seen the Sistine Chapel, after you've spent enough time in there and you're ready to leave, turn your back on the high altar. Which way is the high altar? It's where Michelangelo's ginormous Fresco of the Last Judgment is. It's very blue. So turn your back on that. Walk to the back of the chapel. There are two exits. One is to your right and one is to your left. Again, with your back to the high altar you wanna make sure you take the exit to the right. The exit to the right will take you down a staircase straight to St. Peter's Basilica, but you won't be taken to the entrance of St. Peter's Square. You'll be taken actually right to the entrance itself of St. Peter's Basilica. You'll practically already be inside the Basilica you will not have to wait in any kind of a line. It is an amazing time saver. I really cannot stress this enough. If you go to the left, which is where most people tend to exit, I think it's just a little bit more obvious that it's an exit. If you go that way, you will be basically herded in the opposite direction towards more or less where you entered. And it's not that it's not beautiful. There are several galleries that are frescoed. There is the Vatican Library, not to be confused with the Vatican archives, which are not open to the public, but you know, it's a beautiful space. It is not anywhere near as important as what you will have seen so far though. So I always suggest to people, don't exit this way. It's gonna take you a minimum of 15 minutes to walk out of the Vatican Museums. Then you have to go through what seem like endless souvenir stores and you you can't avoid them. You literally have to go through the souvenir shops to get out and when you get out, to get to St. Peter's Square, if you haven't visited the Basilica yet, you have to walk another 15 minutes all the way back around the walls of the Vatican. Then you get to St. Peter's Square and there could be a line of up to an hour or more in St. Peter's and you have to go through security again. This is why I say go the other way, go to the right. And an easy way to remember, make sure you know you're going in the right right direction is, if you are going down, you're going in the right direction. If you're walking up a ramp to get out the exit, that's the wrong way. You need to be going down some steps. Okay, so again, as you are leaving the Sistine Chapel with your back to the high altar, go out the exit to your right, most important thing. My last tip of course is, to book a tour guide. Like I said, I myself don't offer tours of the Vatican anymore because I'm not a masochist. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, But actually, that's kind of true. Um, I cannot handle the crowds in the Vatican museums anymore. But there are some excellent guides who can handle it, apparently. And I personally do book tours with some incredibly qualified and excellent guides that I have worked with for a while, for several, some of them for several years, and I can vouch for. So if you would like, you can always contact me through my website and I can set up a tour for you with one of them. Or of course, you can go with many of the reputable tour agencies that are out there. And I'm sure you'll have no problem finding some. But um, either way, Book yourself a tour guide if you can, and if you can, book yourself a private or a semi-private tour. I only offer private tours, but there are some companies that do semi-private tours with just five to eight people. So this is a great way if you want to save a little bit of money, but not be in a giant crowd of like a herd of people, which is not fun for the tour guide or for the the group. Um, I really advise against that, but do get a tour guide if you have the budget for it. It is such a well spent money because when you get into the Vatican museums, you don't know what you're looking at. It is not like, as I said, the Louvre or the National Gallery, where you will see little plaques beside every work of art telling you what they are. There is nothing, except for maybe in the Pinacoteca, there's almost nothing telling you what you're seeing. So a tour guide will not only tell you what you're looking at, but will give you all of the fascinating stories behind what you're seeing. The rival between Michelangelo and Raphael, the building of St. Peter's Basilica, the story of how a sculptor came to create the most famous frescoes in the world, and so many more. So I highly recommend getting a tour guide. I couldn't recommend it more passionately. So those are my tips for visiting the Vatican Museums. I hope that you have a wonderful time if you go, and please, if you are planning a trip there in the near future, take a photo, tag us, so that we can see how it went, and uh, we will uh, repost some of those on our stories. This has been a bittersweet moment. I'm Tiffany Parks. Join us again. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And if you love it, leave us a good review and tell all of your friends about us. Also, if you have an idea for a bittersweet moment, send it to us by email or voice memo. We're at mail.com. or find us using the contact page at thebittersweetlife.net.